Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Watching the Throne is presented by Film Colossus, where you can find in-depth analyses of movies, such as How Legolas is the Kobe Bryant of Middle-Earth, and Why the Night Before is the Ultimate Argument for Legalizing Marijuana. Check it out at filmcolossus.com. Everybody wants to know what I would do if I didn't win. I guess we'll never know. So keep your love. I don't get enough of it. Jesus just rose again. Listen to the kids. Welcome to Watching the Throne. A lyrical analysis of Kanye West. I am, uh, am, uh... You're forgetting your name already? Um, uh, Chris. Travis. Oh. Er, Travis. Chris Travis. Chris Travis. I'm Chris Travis. <laughs> and I'm Lambert Bean. <laughs> and, uh, today is a very special episode. And because it's so special, we need a special guest. Who's She's that? A, you know the dulcet tones. You've heard her voice before. Please welcome back Anna Zek. Thank you. Oh my God. Standing ovation. Standing ovation. I got out of my seat. It actually reminded me at the ovation of the ovation at the end of my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. <laughs> Just like <laughs> Oh yeah, oh, that's yeah. right. Two hands clapping. I feel like Pablo. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so the reason Anna's joining us today is because she has um, deep knowledge in the subject we're covering today. And Correct. it's because we are not doing a news episode and we're not even doing a story. A. Well, we're kind of doing a story. A. Not mm-hmm. our story. A. Not ours. <laughs> um, we're going to be covering the story a of Taylor Swift and Kanye West. Yep. You knew it was coming. It you must <laughs> be done. It had to be week. done. Given what, everything that happened last week, it's time. What a week. Really? has? Yeah. This all happened, went down Sunday? Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. It feels like forever ago. It does. It was like Christmas morning. It truly <laughs> I was uh, out walking around. I was on a Poke Walk <laughs> capturing Pokemon at the... Classic. Not surprised. State Capitol building here in Austin. And I got the notification of like Taylor Swift or Kim Kardashian tweets about Taylor Swift or Snapchats about Taylor Swift videos. And I was just like, holy shit. Everything looks the same, but nothing's the same. We, we live in an entirely different world now. We really do. Is this like our generations? Where were you when JFK was shot? Yeah, it's just like oh, that God. and like 9-11. Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> this is Close our generation's second. 9-11? Oh, stop, stop. Yeah, I, I, I do. The show does not endorse Travis's <laughs> examples. I'm putting it out there. I'm saying it. I'm doubling down. Good God. Eek. Eek. <laughs> Maybe there's a better example, like, <laughs> where were you when the Patriots won their third Super Bowl in a row? That's terrible. <laughs> or, like, uh, I'm trying to think of, like, 
pop culture from the 50s, but I'm dying. Oh, right. Where were you, like, when, I don't know, like, the Beatles were on? Oh, television for the first time. Yeah. Ed Sullivan. Oh, Ed Sullivan, yeah. Yeah. There we go. That's that's a good one. That's a good example. (laughs) (laughs) That'll really win people over. Yeah. It's a a push-pull dynamic, right? First you push them away, (laughs) like, shove them violently away. And then you then you reel them back in with this episode. Yes, yeah, because right. for a year now we've been shoving people away with. <laughs> oh God, we're good at it. Yeah, this is a perfect example. Everybody loves the long-winded like ten minutes of banter. <laughs> um, so I guess then we'll just get into it. Then um, we're going to kind of go through. We'll start off going like a little broadly what instigated the entire feud and how the relationship started and then we'll kind of work into what happened this weekend and analyze everything and mm-hmm. what the fallout could be, what could happen, go on from here. Uh, it's interesting. Sure is. Sure, shit. <laughs> I'm on the edge of my seat. Yeah, I would like to call this a uh, character assassination. Ooh. Oh, man. God. It's a Correct. Good, it's a good teaser. Yeah, for sure. Ugh. Um so we have to start at the beginning. Kane interrupting Taylor at the VMAs. Yo, Taylor, I, I'm really happy for you. I'm gonna let you finish. But Beyonce had one of the best videos of all time. One of the best videos of all time. The year was 2009. <laughs> uh, we all know, maybe that's the example we should have used. Do you remember where you were when Kanye interrupted Taylor Swift. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> it's true. I wish I would have had the date in mind, because you said the year, and that was such good. Like, it was September 13th. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think we talked about this last time on Amazon, but we were all kind of agreeing that while kind of messed up, it was also, like, true mm-hmm. that she should not have won. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and no. it was just, like, fantastic like gossip for the water cooler. Oh, absolutely. Hi, man. <laughs> it was September 13th, 2009, oh, Radio wow. City Music Hall, New York City. <laughs> what started out as a New clear York. sky, beautiful moon kind of evening <laughs> soon had storm clouds rolling in. Sure did. Yep. Um, and everything that kind of happened after that was interesting. Um, J- First, Kanye went on Jay Leno. I assume that's what happened next. Tell me about your day. Have you had a tough day today? <laughs> yeah, it's been extremely uh, difficult. Um, I just, just dealing with the fact that I hurt someone or took anything away, you know, from a talented artist or from anywhere, because I, I only wanted to help people, you know, my, my entire life. I've only wanted to give and do something that I felt was right and i immediately knew in the situation that it was wrong and it wasn't a spectacle or just you know it's actually someone's uh, emotions right. you know that i stepped on and it was very it was just it was rude period and you know mm-hmm. i'd like to be able to apologize to her in person mm-hmm. and he had a very heartfelt he said it had a very heartfelt apology for taylor and jay asked him about his dead mother and it was weird <laughs> oh, that was so rude. It's it's the kind of question that I feel like is basic journalism kind of thing. Yes. Like you ask the hard hitting question, mm-hmm. absolutely. Uh, which I mean, 
that's something that I feel like Katie Couric would ask. Right. Like, uh, not Mahatma Gandhi, but like if she had. <laughs> <laughs> Who's, like, a dictator? If she had the Turkish guy, like, Edrogen, right. or Erdogan, I don't know how you say his name, on the show, she'd be like, are you a tyrant? And he'd be like, what? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's like when they have murderers on, and they're like, so, did you kill her? Like, they're about to admit <laughs> yeah, that they right. did on, like, Barbara Walters. Did you touch her? <laughs> yeah, so you get Leno asking, uh, but Kanye is very uh, heartfelt. I mean, mm-hmm. people talk yeah, it about... it looked like he was crying almost yeah, for a while. Yeah, he was, it was very intense. And people talk about, uh, after seeing Kim's Snapchats, how good of a guy Kanye came off in those Snapchats, mm-hmm. how caring he seemed. And I think that's the difference between a lot of the public perception of Kanye, is that very early on, Kanye was being sort of his authentic self when he'd go on these shows. But then, as we'll see in the New York Times article from 2013... Uh, post My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, getting into his relationship with Kim, he started becoming a bit more uh, Andy Warhol-y, which he's even compared himself to Andy Warhol, that his life is performance art. Mm-hmm. So I think that that idea has really taken hold to where a lot of the kind of uh, barbaric Kanye, crazy Kanye, like egomaniacal Kanye that we've seen in other interviews is more just a, a front. And the Kanye we see in the Snapchat, the Kanye we see here on Leno, is more of the legitimate guy that most people that know him right. know. Yeah. It is striking how genuine he is in that interview compared to what happens next was mm-hmm. when Taylor goes on The View. I'm going to torture you one last time, girl. <laughs> you know, Sunday, while you were accepting your award, Kanye West jumped on the stage Taylor. and he took your What mic. was going through your mind? Yeah. Well, um, I think my overall thought process went something like, wow, I can't believe I won. This is awesome. Don't trip and fall. I'm going to get to thank the fans. This is so cool. Oh, Kanye West is here. (laughs) Cool haircut. (laughs) Kanye West is here. Cool haircut. What are you doing there? And then, ouch, and then, I guess I'm not going to get to thank the fans. Which, maybe we should put it out there that we're huge Kanye fans, and that it's kind of, for me, it's kind of hard to be objective in this situation. Okay. Um, I see. Because I am a Taylor Swift fan. I'm a Taylor Swift fan, too, but lately I don't really care for what she's doing publicly. Same. But, like, so when she went on The View, I can empathize a little bit also because she was only 19. Right. And I was so dumb when I was 19. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. And I don't even, like, have a problem with how she talked about it. Like, honestly, I would have been pissed, like, if someone did that to me. Right. Like, you should have the opportunity to right. if you want an award. But um, I wouldn't say what she did there is, like, too far off from what's happening today. It's kind of like you do – she does sort of say, like, oh, like, what he did was – I don't know. It's To me, it felt very PR-y. Mm-hmm. Like, even though she's 19 and, yes, she's just, like – a 19-year-old, like, it at the same time, like, compared to what Kanye's saying on Jay Leno, it feels less authentic to me. Right. I mean, her whole point was, I didn't get to thank the fans. Right. Which is just... It just no sounds like that's pandering. What you're mad about. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she, she starts off this uh, response on The View when they ask her what was going through her mind as saying, like, oh, I won an award that's amazing. Like, I get to thank the fans. 
Right. And then she talks about how Kanye comes up. She's like, oh, cool, Kanye, a cool haircut. And But as she is saying cool haircut, everybody's laughing at how she delivered the, oh, look, it's Kanye right. line. And you can see her like kind of waiting. She's like amped up to get the line again. And she re-delivers the, oh, mm-hmm. look, it's Kanye, cool haircut, and kind of glances at the crowd. Like, I don't know. There's something very self-aware of what she's saying and closing as you're saying with uh i didn't get to thank the fans or i guess i won't get to thank the fans that's such a a calculated thing it's like somebody going out to give a speech and they're like how's everybody doing today (sighs) insert applause here yeah Yeah, like i can't hear you i said how's everybody (laughs) doing today it's just like when you say i want to thank the fans it's such like a uh, an easy way to get people mm-hmm. to feel like right because right. what she's saying is it's not about me it's right. about the fans that's, that's what I, that's what about. makes me uneasy about it is like it's a, she's she's at this weird middle ground either be mad at him which you have every right in the world to be the dude interrupted your speech you like work hard you've earned this award or just like say you don't care like do what you've always done for your shake it off like motto like it doesn't bother me like I'm still who I am mm-hmm. it, like she does this weird middle ground where she kind of isn't saying like she's mad but is like hinting that she is mad at him like I don't know it just seems weird and childish well she's a child so right (laughs) and it is I mean that's what she does her whole career I would say too like in her songs when she's talking about her exes Mm -hmm. or writing songs about people it's like very thinly veiled or like via clues and stuff like that she never she always is like that and it's kind of interesting yeah, I mean, she, that is her Choice. thing, right? She puts in, like, liner notes who she's talking about, and, like, it's, everything's cryptic. And... Yeah, it's all cryptic. She won't actually come out and say, like, this is who it's about. And similar to that, she won't come out and say, I'm mad. Do you have a problem with that as a Taylor fan, or do you like that? I... I don't know if I have a problem with it, like, in the music. I don't have a problem with it in the music okay. either. But then I think she's hypocritical. If she's writing songs about people, it's hypocritical that she's mad that somebody wrote a song about her. Sure. Right. Well, and people would probably argue that like she's not mad that somebody wrote a song about her. She'd probably be fine with that. But she's mad that somebody called her that bitch by name. Mm-hmm. Right. But she's written some very pointed lines exactly. in her songs. One of her songs, Better Than Revenge, she talks about an actress who... And she pretty much said she's only famous because she slept her way to the top. Really? Yeah, she said the lyric is something along the lines of she's known more for what she does on the mattress than on the screen. Wait, yeah. she said that in a song? Yeah, she did. Holy shit. Jesus right around the Christ. same time, like 2009. That's what I find weird is like, she does write about a lot of people, but because she does it in this subtle way, although that's not subtle at all, no. but because she does it in a subtle way, like it excuses her and exactly. makes Kanye a villain for like saying her name. Mm-hmm. People can buy her album and read the liner notes and know exactly who she's talking about. Yeah, well, or Google it. That's the weird thing about plausible deniability if you give almost any excuse for plausible deniability, there's this weird thing in human psychology that people start to doubt you a little bit more, uh, which is something that a lot of dictators do, which is crazy to compare <laughs> All right, let's not do Taylor that. to dictators. But <laughs> it's just something like you'll see companies do it or you'll see it's just a, a standard PR move at this point because it right. is um, so effective. Like if somebody sees you steal something and they're like, hey, did you steal that? And you go, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> then they sort of start to doubt, like, what's going on, or did 
did they see that? I mean, the more that you deny what happened or give an excuse like, no, I just picked it up to go walk to the counter. I didn't steal it. Like, it starts to undermine the kind of uh, anger that's in the mind. Mm-hmm. So her having the plausible deniability of not naming the people directly in the song, even though you can find all the clues, you can piece it together, really is effective for giving her um, not necessarily an out, but not the condemnation that she'd probably face if she titled the song after the person. Like right. if Bad Blood was called Katy Perry, <laughs> like, right. she would be vilified. <laughs> but because she has just this thing, it gives people uh, something to defend her on. Like she's not talking about Katy. It's inspired by. And that explains a lot, like you're saying, that just explains a lot to why people hate Kanye, but but really should be hating on Taylor for the exact same reasons. Because Kanye is so blunt and so loud. And a lot of it, I think, has to do, honestly, when it comes down to the fact that she's a small white girl and he's a big, loud black man, that it's just people see it differently. And they're going to see this guy being loud and full of himself, and they're going to treat it differently than a white woman writing it kind of cryptically in her songs. Mm-hmm. It's it's so messed up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, re- I really think so, yeah. To that point, I had a friend when the Famous video came out say that uh, Taylor's an innocent girl that would never be okay with something like this and Kanye's like a brute for putting her in this situation. And I was just like, well... <laughs> It, is is Taylor that innocent? Do we know mm-hmm. Taylor? Is it that the point? She constantly has beef with people. Right. Well, then, yeah. I mean, I think that's the most interesting thing that's happened throughout all of this is that we had this suspicion for a long time that she wasn't that innocent, but there was never really tangible yes. proof. And this just gave you proof, like crystal right. clear Sitting proof. Sitting right there. Exactly. Um, that's what I think is the most interesting part yeah. of all of it. Yeah. Uh, it's... Uh, I think this early on, just the fallout from the VMAs, not necessarily the VMA interaction, but the fallout from the VMAs and mm-hmm. just these two interviews with Kanye on Leno and Taylor on The View showcases both of them and is a microcosm of this entire feud on a whole, where Kanye's been very upfront about his emotions and feelings, and Taylor's been very... Uh, you suspect planned from the start. Right. It's just, it's weird that the same thing that's going on today, you can trace back to seven years ago and see mm-hmm. the exact same reactions. Hmm. I wonder, was Taylor really in that mode at this point? Like how many albums has she had? And was she somebody that was like, had celebrity? Like, was she dating people? Was she in feuds at that point? Um, I want to say she had either two or three albums out already at this oh, point. Oh, okay. She was a huge celebrity. Okay. Um, and I think she had dated like Taylor Lautner from and Twilight Jonas. and Joe Jonas. But um, she definitely didn't have feuds at all. Okay. She was at that well, point. Well, Joe Jonas she did. Right. At that point, I was going to say she was already known for writing songs about exes. And stuff. Right. But at that time, people were pretty much on her side. Right. Because he was like a douche to her and like right. broke up with her. Sure in a voicemail message and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, that's BS. Yeah. Well, so, she her first album was 2006. 
So she had had some albums, and she was with Joe Jonas from July 2008 to October 2008. Um, and then Lucas Till from March 2009 to April 2009. And then Taylor Lautner from August 2009 to December 2009. And then this was leading into the John Mayer fiasco from December 2009 to February 2010. So... But the thing about her, too, like, all those relationships were a lot more undercover than, like, she is right now with right. Tom Hiddleston. Like, people didn't even really know she was dating John Mayer until after the fact. Oh, right. And I was going to say, at this point, she was a full-blown country singer, too. So she was famous, but not the same, like, universal level of fame that she's at today. Right. Not how Kanye made her famous. Exactly. <laughs> well, it's been a... Uh... I don't, I don't think she had any feuds or anything, like we were saying, but I do think at that point, she was a star in the making. She already was very popular. She had a team full of people working with her and for her at that time. There's no way or doubt about that. So my theory is that she probably had a lot of people helping her with PR up to this point. And then even more so in the wake of this. So if she was leaning on a lot of those people all the way back then, would she continue to be somebody that relies on PR strategy and her PR team moving forward throughout the years? Hmm. I don't know. I think a lot of it comes naturally to her. Mm -hmm. Um, I I think from the beginning of her career, she's been very much in charge of her career. And is really leading the charge on it. Yeah, I remember. I remember back in the day, like I was. I always liked Taylor because I was hearing these stories about how she like led meetings and she was basically like the CEO of a company. Yeah. Like she ran herself very well. Probably similar to the way I would say about Kim these days. Yeah. So I do think. I think the PR in the last few months has gotten her in a lot of trouble. Yes. That really didn't do her any favors. I think because she's still using kind of her strategy from back in the day right. when now she is at a totally different level of fame where it doesn't work. Right. It doesn't work anymore. Absolutely. And she really needs to evolve past that. No, she's like a, a woman at this point. She's not like a, a young girl that can play the victim card. She's like a woman that's powerful and should be like fucking owning situations. Exactly. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah, she's way too famous to still be playing like this innocent underdog card. I think you compared it to Beyonce. Like what Beyonce yeah. does and like what she's evolved to is like insane. Mm-hmm. Like she she controls everything and she's not afraid to like she won't back down from things like it's not PR-ish. It's it's great. And also note that essentially this entire feud is over Beyonce. Right. I mean, it's over the fact that one person thinks single ladies is a better music, right. which I, it is, obviously. <laughs> and Beyonce has never said one, one word. word about this whole thing. No. She's probably got a documented somewhere because she's recorded all the time, too, just like <laughs> Kanye does. She's never said one word. She doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Well, and really, what we see now, Kanye kind of doesn't give a fuck. No. From keeping it, we'll get up to keeping up with the yeah. Kardashians, but... um. In the last episode, it does, Kim basically says, like, oh, all this is happening, and people heard you ranting behind backstage at SNL, like, and kind of just goes, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> like, I spoke my mind. He was already like, uh-huh, like, what's the problem? Yeah. <laughs> it was great. Uh, and it is kind of interesting, too, because she could very easily, Taylor could very easily have just let this blow over and go total. back in the day. But then a year later, at the VMAs, the one-year anniversary, she performs this song that she wrote about 
Kanye. Yes. Called innocent, which is just so on the nose, it's ridiculous. Um, and she uses clips from the incident the year before to start off the performance. Yes. Like, she's the one that kicked all this off again. This is very important to note, and we're jumping ahead again, but everyone knows what's happened in the last yeah. few days, I guess. But Taylor put out that note um, saying, like, Kanye didn't play me the song, blah, blah, blah. And the last line she writes is, I haven't asked to be part of this narrative since, like, I since 2009, I've been dragged into this. I didn't ask to be part of this narrative. Look what she's doing. She constantly brings this stuff back. A year later, she's playing the performance, playing that clip before a performance. She brings it up in the Rolling Stone interview in 2012. She says, above the fireplace, which is emblazoned with a small heart, there's a photo of the moment Kanye stormed her VMA stage. Like, she is very clearly, like, keeping it in the yeah. public's mind. Yep. And in 2013, Ed Sheeran... <laughs> Oh, God. Who is just the biggest idiot. Posted this <laughs> picture of jam, like jelly, that Taylor Swift made for him. And she wrote the, on the label, I'm going to let you finish, Ed, but this is the best jam of all time. So <laughs> and he put that on Instagram. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So, uh, she's obviously enjoying the memes. She's, like, uh, in the wake of everything, she's sort of ahead of it. It's almost like a, a victor being able to have fun with the situation. Because even though she sort of lost the first battle, she won that war, she thought. So here she's laughing about it. She's writing this fucking song. Have you read the lyrics to this song? Innocent? No. Yeah. yeah, it's so dumb, you guys. I have not. You want to give us a poetic reading of it? Yeah, it's so condescending. It's so condescending. The first two lines, I guess you really did it this time. Left yourself in your war path. Jesus fucking Christ. Lost your balance (laughs) on a tightrope. Lost your mind trying to get it back, which that's callous. Like Kanye talks about how stressed he's been and how sad he's been in the wake of his mom. And she wrote a line like, lost your mind trying to get it back. What the fuck? Was it easier in your lunchbox days? Which the subtext there, like when you were a kid and like your mom was there and your dad was there and you still had everything that you've lost? Always a bigger bed to crawl into? Wasn't it beautiful when you believed in everything and everybody believed in you? Like, goddamn. Like, the whole subtext is... of this is just like, bless your heart. Yeah. Man. You just like, can't Like, you help just lost yourself. your way. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. It, and that, uh, and everybody believed in you. Like, she's saying now, nobody believes in you, everybody hates you, like, you poor thing, like, here, I'll, I'll take a, I'll... Isn't the chorus something along the lines of, like, you're not what you did? 
Really? Something like that. It's all right. Just wait and see. Your string of lights is still bright to me. Oh, who are you? Or, oh, who you are is not where you've been. You're still an innocent. You're still an innocent. Okay, I came into this podcast, like, I really did want to be objective and, like, be nice. And because I feel for Taylor and how she did sort of get dragged into this. Mm -hmm. But fuck you. Like, that is... And, like, we're talking about, oh, she was young back then. She she, She wrote that song a year after that. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, was it easier in your firefly catching days when everything out of reach, Jesus. someone bigger brought it down to you? Was it beautiful running wild till you fell asleep before the monsters caught up to you? And at this point, aren't they, um, haven't they sort of made up? Hasn't Kanye apologized? Yeah. And she's like, I accepted his apology. Yeah, mm-hmm. he called her after The View when she said he had it reached out to her and the women on The View were like, oh. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> So he called her. He had said he wanted to do it in person and apologize, but in the wake of that, he called just to make sure it happened. Right. Um, and she said that this song was supposed to be uh, a song of forgiveness, that she was forgiving Oh, my him. God. That's even more condescending. I know. And just that it was all fine, but the lyrics Mm-mm. are just that so condescending not, that no. there's no way that's what it is. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And she has uh, she adds a refrain after you're still an innocent. It's okay, life is a tough crowd. 32 and still growing up now. Who you are is not what you did. You're still an innocent. Oh. And Kanye was 32 during the VMAs. So that's two direct... Like, first we had indirect references to Kanye that we could be like, okay, maybe she's just inspired by it. But then picking the age that he was... Absolutely. And then in the third verse, she says, time turns flames to embers. You'll have new Septembers. The VMA was September 13th. So now this entire song is clearly about Kanye, which means that we have to read every lyric as being in the frame of Kanye's life, which makes it even worse because she's basically just saying, like, your parents died. It turned you into a monster. Like, I'll still be kind to you, you special child. Like, you poor summer child. Like, let me... Like, help you and heal you. Everybody just be nice to Kanye. wonder if Kanye's been long conning her, like, this whole time. Mm. I mean, he hasn't, but... No. <laughs> oh, I just want to say that in Taylor's defense, she did say this song was about Kanye. She said, this is a song I wrote to him. Oh, really? That's what she said. Okay, so she announced it. She had the yes. clips in the video, so there's no... There, which makes it not, even worse. Yeah, yeah that's, that's not coming from a good place. No. Like, Kanye, no. Kanye had one song where he tongue-in-cheek said, I made that bitch famous, and called her to get approval for it. She wrote an entire condescending right. song. Like, Could you imagine if you were friends with somebody or trying to date somebody, and you were like, hey, 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 I know you have uh, problems in your life with like all of this happening and dying. I still care about you and love you. Like, Even though you're a tragic mess, <laughs> like, you know, everything's going to be okay. <laughs> They would fucking hate you. Absolutely. Rightfully so. God, and somebody might argue, like, okay, she was 20 at the time. She probably thought this was a good idea and how you should respond to a situation, Um, which I don't know. I I guess I wrote an eight-page note to a girl at one point about (laughs) why we should be together. (laughs) That didn't go well. Um, I don't believe it. Yeah, I was 20, so... Oh, there you go. Um, You're insufferable. Yeah, maybe it is just like a 20-something-year-old thing to do. So maybe people would say, like, you know, Taylor was 20 and Kanye was 38 when he wrote the song. So there's a huge difference there. But still, like, as 
you two were saying, like, she came back into the narrative. That's the point of this. Like, she didn't just handle things behind closed doors. She wanted the spectacle of writing this song. She thought the song was a good idea. There's something attention-getting about that. If she really wanted it to be left behind, she just would have told him, you know, everything's okay. Isn't that crazy that she went out of her way to continually bring this story up? And then think about Kanye. Mm -hmm. He never wants it. If he was asked about it, he would respond. Mm -hmm. But, like, when did he ever bring this feud up? He brought it up in Life of Pablo because to that album, that what happened was completely relevant to like what he's saying on the album. Yes. And, and even called her before. Yeah. yeah. I was just going to say, I don't really care that Taylor keeps, if she wanted to keep bringing it up. Sure. I love a feud. Sure. You know? <laughs> Why not? That feud is great. It's <laughs> fantastic. But don't pretend. pretend that you're not part of this feud yeah. when you are. Like what she said to Katy Perry, or what she said to the Rolling Stone about Katy Perry, she says, I'm surprisingly non-confrontational. You wouldn't believe how much I hate conflict. That is just not true. No, clearly not true. You're writing songs about people. And then making this insane music video with like 50 of yes. your friends all about how you don't like this person and yes. taking her down. Yeah, make it a like multi-million dollar spectacle. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh... Somebody brought up uh, the hypocrisy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Somebody brought up the hypocrisy too of like, she loves Kendrick Lamar's music, and Kendrick Lamar has like the line "bitch" in all of his music. So is she okay with using the generalized idea of bitches in song lyrics? But just when it's directed at her, that's when she gets antsy. Is she against the use of the word "bitch" entirely? Like, where's the line in this situation? Is it something where it's personal and only something meaningful to her because it's personal? Or is it something that she, uh, like, doesn't feel any woman should be called ever, blah, blah, blah? I don't think that has anything to do with that. I think she is, like, glomming onto the one thing that she can. She can. The one thing that hasn't been proved by those videos, which is that she knew that the word that bitch was going to be in the lyric. Um, I don't think she has really... There's no way that's what her problem... That's all she can do. Exactly. She's she's just going to double down. She's not going to back down, so she has to do that. Yeah, and she's splitting hairs by doing that because that's not what is relevant. That's the thing. I think finally she's in a spot where she can't pull people to her side. The fans will stay on her side. Like, if you're a hardcore fan, like, you're like, yeah, you're right. You didn't hear that line. But I think if you're the average person, you're hearing that, you're kind of like... Ah, like, it sounds like you pretty much got the gist of it. Yeah, it was implied. <laughs> it was heavily... I mean, her level of acceptance while she was she talking even, yeah. and approval is hard to argue and she with. gets it, too. She mentions how, yeah. like, yeah, that did make me, like, famous. Mm-hmm. Like, she even... She, like, says it. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. I just don't think that it has anything to do with the word no, bitch it or where she draws the line with that kind of st- I mean it's not a great word obviously sure. I'm not advocating that people No, I think Kanye's completely bitches. wrong about that actually. Yeah. I think it's ridiculous, but I mean it's it's still not really like the argument exactly. here. If exactly. If you didn't like it, like you should have said something. Yeah, and it would be one thing if she was like, you know what? I approved it, but then I heard the song. It wasn't what I thought it was going to yeah, be. Yeah, you I could don't say like that. It. Say that. <laughs> it's just like with Lena Dunham. Like, say what you actually don't like about it. Yeah. Don't make this, like, roundabout thing. Absolutely. Because that's valid. If you didn't hear the sign, then you're like, ooh, 
I don't like that song. Yeah. Or like suddenly like the his tone of voice, exactly. like you don't like it, like something about it like makes you uneasy. Yeah. There's a better way to go about it, which is weird because it she has a team of people that she can bounce ideas off of. Uh, like, right, but I nobody... think what you have to keep in mind is that celebrities have yes people around them at all times, and they will that's just true. tell you what yeah. you want to hear. Totally. They will just tell celebrities what they want to hear. And that's why a lot of them go off the rails or do all this like bonkers shit, because right. no one keeps it real with them. Yeah, totally. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Well, we get a... 2012, so 2010 we get the performance of Innocent, and then it jumps ahead to 2012. Whereas where you get the fireplace right. um, with the heart and the VMA picture above it of Kanye with her uh, award. And then 2013 is the jam, which brings us... <laughs> the jam. Oh, <laughs> Kanye, um, 2013, we also had Kanye's interview with the New York Times where Yeezus was just coming out or had just come out. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where they asked him about the incident with Taylor Swift. And that might have re-sparked some controversy with everything because, as I'm slowing down my words so I can bring up this article, <laughs> um, <laughs> the New York Times said, uh, they asked him about regrets. Um, and he said, I don't... He's talking about losing records and... Uh, on the Grammys and how annoying that is. And he says, uh, and I looked at Justin and I was like, do you want me to go on stage for you? You know, do you want me to fight? And he said, for what's right, I'm so credible and so influential and so relevant that I will change things. So when the next little girl that wants to be, you know, a musician and give up her anonymity and her voice to express her talent and bring something special to the world, and it's time for us to roll out and say, did this person have the biggest thing of the year? That thing is more fair because I was there. And they said, but has this instinct led you astray like the Taylor Swift interruption at uh, the VMAs? And he said, it's only led me to complete awesomeness at all times. (laughs) It's only led me to awesome truth and awesomeness. Beauty, truth, awesomeness. That's all it is. So no regrets. I don't have one regret. And they ask him, do you believe in the concept of regret? He said, if anyone's reading this waiting for some type of full-on flat apology for anything, they should just stop reading right now. And he said, but that's something that you apologized for. And he said, yeah, I think that I have, like, faltered, you know, as a human. My measure isn't perfectly defined. I have, as a human being, fallen to peer pressure. Um, So they say, so that was a situation in which you gave in to peer pressure to apologize? Yeah. So if you had a choice between taking back the original action or taking back the apology, you'd take back the apology. You know what? I can answer that, but I'm, I'm just not afraid, but I know that that would be such a distraction. It's such a strong thing, and people have such a strong feeling about it. Dark fantasy was my long, backhanded apology. You know how people give a backhanded compliment? It was a backhanded apology. It was like all these raps, all these sonic acrobats. I was like, let me show you guys what I can do, and please accept me back. You want to have me on your shelves. So, that, uh, that probably caused some divide, at least for Taylor Swift again. Um, yeah, but, but they didn't really do anything until 2015 when they pretty much like made up. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting, yeah. right? Uh, which I can't tell if Kanye really does feel that way, or if you know this is 2013. He's been dating 
Kim for a little while now. He's had some time to reflect on the media and fame and everything. And I think everything leading up to Yeezus and from Yeezus on is sort of the Andy Warhol kind of Kanye that is playing with everybody mm-hmm. um, and is really fucking aware of everything he's doing in the public space and in the media space. So I wonder how much of that was him trying to stir up some controversy and how much of that was his actual true feelings. Because right. I don't feel like the same guy that's like calling Taylor Swift on the phone and talking with her about this is the same guy that's doing that newspaper interview. Hmm. I agree, but I also think time is like a factor in this. That Jay Leno interview and when he called her was directly after this happened. And remember what a huge deal this was? Right. And in retrospect, it seems really stupid (laughs) and not that big of a deal. Right. And I do wonder if that's part of it when he's like looking back. It wasn't that big of a deal to him. Yeah. I was going to say, I know he, I know, I get what you're saying about the public performance art thing, but I don't, I feel like that scrap, that. Cries like ingenuineness. Like I, I feel agree. like he's completely genuine he's, with this. I do too. I think okay. he believes in what he's saying. I I just I would be disappointed if he was putting on an act, honestly. So for my own sake, I'll pretend that that's Me not too. the case. And I relate to Kanye on this too because right. I'm like really big on justice, and I'm like I <laughs> like if I see somebody doing something that's like just wrong or right. whatever, I've, or something happens, I have a really hard time being like no, it, it not saying something. Right. I want to be like no, that's not cool, or you can't keep doing that, or whatever. Right. Totally. Um, which is like the same thing that Kanye is doing. He sees right. these award shows that are bullshit, but. I just so I just don't see that he would be disingenuous with this. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I'm it seems hyperbolic as a way. Like I don't think that he's lying about how he feels on the situation, just how he's saying it, like that kind sure. of tone. I guess is more of the performance to me. I could see um, that because he's definitely not the same as he is when he's like talking to Taylor on the phone. Right, exactly. Yeah, I I feel like that's sort of the shift. Like he's more saying things in the way that a performer would say this rather than how he would say it as like normal Kanye hit normal Kanye might be like, you know, I just, of course, like I feel bad that I hurt Taylor, but I also feel like it was something that needed said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not sorry about that, but performance Kanye is just like, I'm awesome. Like everything I do is awesomeness. <laughs> well, that's interesting when you think about that video and him on Keep It Up. He's usually pretty calm and normal. Yeah, he's way chill. Yeah. So that is an interesting dynamic. Especially because that was also the Yeezus era, and that was right. his vibe in all interviews. That's true. Just at the it's true. highest level. He does seem level. tame compared to that now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was it a, during this time, or was it only last year where he did the one radio interview and the guy was like going in on him oh God. and kanye was like i hated that was it big boy who was it was yeah. it charlemagne i don't know the guy's name um, i don't think it was big boy what what interview was it it was a radio interview and the guy was basically saying like a set like kind of like taylor song like what happened to you like you used to be college dropout kanye like what have you become and he was like interrogating him, and it was just like it was complete bullshit. And it wasn't Sway and Charlemagne. Oh, was that yeah, when was... he was like, "How Sway? You ain't got the answers." Like that uh, one? I don't know. I yeah, don't... I think so. Oh, that was Jesus era. Okay. Yeah, that was February of 2014, which is still within the year that Jesus came out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I still think 
in my mind, there's something with Kanye meeting Kim and talking with Kim and seeing what Kim's built and the way she's built it through the media. Um, and Kanye being like, yeah, you know what? I think this is great. I want to start doing this. But when he starts doing it in the Yeezus era, it's crude. And now, three years on, he's much, 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 much better at it. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting because I do not agree. I think that Kim has been way more inspired by Kanye and changed her whole approach. Oh, really? Kanye being inspired by Kim and her media savviness. Huh. Yeah. So I, how has her approach changed up then? I think she's gotten a lot more savvy. Okay. First of all. I think her projects have gotten... Because before, she would just say yes to anything. Right. And her brand was, like, not consistent. Right. It didn't really make sense. She's gotten way more high fashion. She's, like, identified what she's into. She just is a lot more business savvy, I feel. Mm. Sure. Mm. Compared Maybe to Maybe they're feeding before. off each other, then. I do think they are, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, cyclical energy. Synergy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, it's what it's all about. <laughs> Well, so we get that interview, but there's no response from Taylor as far as our timeline's concerned, right? Like, No. It's not like no. that ignited anything. It's not like she came out with another song. She just continued to do her thing. He continued to do his thing. Um, but 2014 was when she got into her beef with Katy Perry. Yeah. And then we had that line about I'm not confrontational. And then we can move into 2015, when is the first time we actually see them like together, probably, yeah. since the VMAs. And I think, if I remember correctly, it was Jay-Z's... Taylor said like Jay-Z wanted us to be friends and like make up or something like that. She was saying that she became friends with Jay-Z, and obviously Kanye is friends with Jay-Z, right. and she said that they decided to make up to make Jay-Z happy. Oh, Which is there's no way that's true. <laughs> there's no way Jay-Z cares at all. That sounds all. like a piece that sounds like a Jay-Z news item. It, it really, really, really does. Yeah, that's really what she said. And then she is making it into this whole like respect thing. Right. Like she couldn't be friends with him until she, he had respect for her and he couldn't be friends with her until he had respect right. for her. Totally. Like he didn't have any respect for her, which also doesn't seem true to me. <laughs> um, but they did make up. That's what the photos show. They were hugging. They were high-fiving. There was talks of them making music together. They were going Ta- out for dinner. Yeah, Taylor said they spent hours in a recording studio. Like, where is that? I need it I to be released, that. Kim. If you're listening. <laughs> it's got, she knows it's on video. That's another interesting thing. If Kanye's always videotaping himself, like, I wonder if there is video of that uh, I'm collaboration. Sure. I'm sure there is. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. She would know, then, that Kanye does that. Hmm. Oh, yeah. That's just speculation. Oh. And I do think that's common. I mean, Beyonce does the same thing. Right. And I, I think it's a common thing huh. to do with artists. That's interesting. You think she would have expected that, then, when the phone call happened? Not only that, but Kim... You need to expect that Kim is filming. Absolutely. She's a Kardashian. Absolutely. You're like, right. She and Kanye are two of the most overexposed people. You need to assume that A, she's filming and that nothing is beneath Kim in terms of like what she'll put out or like the mud that she'll sling. Yeah. You know what? Taylor underestimated. She, she underestimated got that Kim. L. She got that L. <laughs> Throw an L on that. Anyways, so they make up. And then she presents him with that award. Yep, the uh, MTV Vanguard Award. 
and she's uh she pokes fun at the situation again like i've been a fan of his for as long as i can remember because kanye defines what it means to be a creative force in music fashion and well life so i guess i have to say to all the other winners tonight i'm really happy for you and i'm gonna let you finish but kanye west has had one of the greatest careers of all time it's a good line that's a good line <laughs> yep well said well done but it it shows again that she's well someone on the probably up and up with everything her, yeah i would think oh you don't think she wrote that Ah, uh, I feel like they basically said, like, hey, Squeezy, I'm going to let you finish line into it <laughs> or something. I don't know. I feel like with her writing that on the jam, it shows just how <laughs> yeah, that's true. aware she is of it. And uh, but that's speculation. I guess I don't know if she would take the time to write her own speech or if she just read it and was like, that's funny. Like, <laughs> right. And just went up and did it. Um. So, yeah, I mean, that's. Basically, all we got up until February, right? Uh, yep. Just the Instagram post of Kanye sending her flowers. Yeah, which is her most liked photo. Of all time. Of all time. And she volunteered to be his vice presidential yes. running mate. They are fucking buddying up. Yes. They might as well start in a sitcom together at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I think the only thing I can think of that's missing is her at the all-day uh, British... Uh, Music awards. Oh, the, and yeah. Kanye's doing like all day, and Taylor's there like dancing yeah. and talking with Kim. Yeah, that's another thing about Taylor. She'll dance when she's good with you at shows, but th- isn't there been cases where she won't stand up and dance if she like has beef with somebody? Hmm. I think that happened with Justin Bieber. Yeah, but I don't blame her. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that'd be an amazing like tell <laughs> yeah you could tell how somebody feels about somebody because she's either up and dancing or she's sitting down <laughs> right hmm. i mean i respect that oh yeah i do i feel like if you don't like someone don't want to dance to it then don't mm. yeah don't dance if you don't want well to dance. i guess the, i guess the thing is like she knows people are gonna see that though i feel like right i don't know eh. i don't know eh. like i remember i think it was the grammys um Chris Brown won a Grammy, mm-hmm. and Jay-Z didn't stand up, and he didn't clap sure. because Rihanna's on his label and stuff like that. Right. And I respected him for that. That makes I sense. I was like, good for you. Yeah, right. For not encouraging this total... Monster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that dancing or not dancing behavior is just normal human behavior. Sure. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Um, Also, yeah, then we get to Kanye's Madison Square Garden performance, and the first time people are hearing the line from Famous... Um, and that causes a shitstorm. Absolutely. Man, those were the days. Those are the days! <laughs> For those, like, it was just only, like, four days, maybe, that all this went down. Yeah. It was really crazy. I feel ashamed to say that when I heard about these lyrics. I was like, that's rude. Well, I think it's a reasonable <laughs> thing to say, yeah. honestly, at first. Especially out of the context of the album and not yes. knowing what it's about. Like, you could hear that line and be like, why whoa, are you whoa, doing whoa. this? Yeah. Like, this was done. You guys have made up. Um, of course, it's completely different in the context of the album. Yeah. But 
because Taylor hadn't heard that, we get the response from her. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that was a such a weird way to start everything. Like, I heard mm-hmm. Ultra Light Beam, and I was just like, holy fuck, this is about to be the most like, <laughs> yeah. awesome experience of my entire life. And then we get to the bleached asshole, and that threw me off. I was like, what What was that kind? <laughs> Wait, Kanye, <Kanye-y>, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you get to the Taylor Swift bond, and I was just like, what the fuck is this? And for the rest of the first playthrough of Pablo, I was just like, I don't, this is so weird. I don't think I like this. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I remember texting Travis, like, I, I don't know. I need to listen to it again. It was um, also really hard to hear, remember? True. Yeah, because the quality was. Because you were watching was that like, weird live stream totally. on Tidal. <sighs> totally. Yeah. Oh, fucking Tidal. Fucking I remember title. that day. I couldn't get it to load. Yeah, I, I know. So me pissed. too. Yeah. Yeah, but at this point, I would subscribe to Tidal over Spotify if my Amazon Echo played Tidal. Yeah. <laughs> which is very first world problem. But... <laughs> cool <Poor> anecdote. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, I've gotten into title. Like uh, the Pablo experiment won me over. Okay. That's cool. I am sad I can't listen to Beyonce's album Me anymore. too. It's kind of a bummer. Oh, I'll Dropbox it for you. Okay, good. Never mind. I don't like title. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, but it was, it was a weird way. Like people were a little weirded out before they really got to sit down and listen to the album. Yeah. I mean, even right. me being such a huge, both of us being huge Kanye fans, we heard that for the first time. We we're just like, uh. yeah. Um, but really, what was interesting about it was Taylor's reps immediately responded to it and said, now, "This is important to remember because this I is. think all we think about now is how Taylor's updated her response exactly and how that." But we have to remember what they originally said was Kanye did not call for approval. That was the story at the beginning. The story was, I didn't know anything about this song, and he just dropped it and then made up a story about calling me. Not only that, but that she cautioned him about releasing a song yes. that was misogynistic. Yes. That is condemning. That is condemning. Yeah, she that, had to be sanctimonious about it. Yes. Well, the implication there is that she heard the song. Right. True. Like, it, she couldn't warn him about a song that with the misogynistic message if he had just called and said hey will you release this song called famous yeah she could she could have just based on those words alone be like Kanye, that's a misogynistic song and you shouldn't release it like there's nothing to go on from a song called famous that means she would have had to hear some lyric in there right and that would have only been the first verse because if she just heard the refrain or the second verse there's nothing all that misogynistic so that implies that she would have heard like I made that bitch famous and the rest of the first verse about making bitches famous. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Kanye responds. We he get says, into a real he said, she said now. <laughs> yeah. And it, it was that for a bit. You know, honestly, when I was hearing all this at first, I completely believed Taylor. I did too. Because I was like, why would you lie about that? Yeah. To me, it was like Kanye only has like, like he has everything to lose like he's he has to say like he called her but to me it was just like taylor can be kind of play the innocent victim like he didn't call me like why am i part of this like he just threw me into a song it's not my fault and i kind of felt for her at the time um and then kanye was saying that like they had an hour-long conflict and it was just such an extreme thing that i thought like why would taylor lie about that like i know i know yeah, and when he was like, it's something that Taylor came up with, that just seemed right. like, it's far-fetched to me. Yeah. Unlikely. 
Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm still... I feel like I misremember this period because I feel like I was refreshing our Kanye because this was before the album had like legitimately dropped Mm -hmm. when this was going on. So I was just like refreshing all the time. And I swear that the first response, there was a response from Taylor's team saying she was like hurt and outraged by the lyric. And then Kanye saying he called and then the rep saying Kanye didn't call. Um, Mm. But I thought the first thing was that they just said he had never called. Not even to ask for her to release a single on Twitter. That it was just he never called. And then they said that he did call, but not for approval. Right. Did not call for approval. Mm. That's what I remember. Yeah. Mm. But uh, it just sort of it died down for a little bit with that fact of most people believing Taylor. Right. And a lot of people being like, Kanye said that, but... You know, who really knows? And the controversy died down a lot once the album came out and people heard the song, heard it right. in that context. I mean, I would say that Famous is, like, fairly beloved now. Yeah. I think most people like it and don't think that it's misogynistic yeah. or dumb or anything. I don't even think they give two shits about the Taylor line anymore. No, absolutely not. No, it's it's like a... Just a reference. It's not something that has, like, malicious intent behind it. It's not something no. that sounds like sleazy I guess the words might sound sleazy if you just heard them and you wanted to take it that way but I think most people would be like oh you know this is a guy that's like saying arrogant things but I don't think he actually believes this right. yeah in the wake of everybody freaking out and waiting for this album for god knows how long they're going to latch on to the most outlandish lines mm-hmm. bleached asshole I made that bitch famous mm-hmm. they're gonna do that like these days like no one cares yeah. pretty much yeah. it's funny how quickly news moves on mm-hmm um, and then Taylor go wins gr- album of the year at the Grammys, which is a huge deal. She gets the spotlight. She can say whatever she wants, and she chooses the moment to basically throw shade at Kanye. Not throw shade. I would say dedicate her win to him. <laughs> That's yeah, how right. far I would go. She is by doing that. She is forever linking that monumental moment in her career to Kanye. And that's a fucking shame that she did that. Absolutely. She should never have done that. Even if she didn't lie, I thought it was a mistake from the get-go. Yeah, that she did that. you do not have to tie yourself back to this. You don't have to be part of the narrative. Exactly. There she was absolutely doing it. And the fact that she was trying to make it this feminist moment. Right. It's faux feminist it's bullshit. It's faux feminist. And that is just so terrible for the feminist cause. Yeah, like, right. No, it's totally. actually so, so selfish. Yeah. Hmm. And reading it just makes me... I think also, if you haven't watched it in a while, go back and watch it because her tone is so important in this speech. Yeah. Like, not only the words, but the way that she's saying it was so pointed. Huh. I, uh, I never actually watched it. It just, it made me, I don't know, too cringy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, then Kanye tweets back, basically saying that grammys are bullshit Mm -hmm. like who cares (laughs) which is absolutely the attitude that he should have i'm so glad he's moved on he releases the greatest albums of his career and doesn't get recognized at all yeah nope yeah then some stuff happened with kenner ulrich i don't really know much about this actually bottom line there's still a lot of he said she said going yeah back right forth. that's true that's most of what this news is like no one really knows what happened exactly like he said some stuff in that snl rant that got leaked he went on that rant in concert and stuff like that 
when he premiered St. Pablo. Mm-hmm. Taylor talks about it in Vogue. Like, there's just... Um, yeah. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know how much we can even take the Ken Ehrlich, the Grammy producer, what he said seriously. It's so exactly, it's exactly. So yeah, because I, I can understand that being an honest mistake that she said, yeah, like, I heard about the song, and he's like, she heard the song. But it was... He said she had a track of the song, which either he's editorializing what she said... Yeah, and then so. went back and told the truth, or she did say something. But why would she say that to Ken? I, it's it's such a weird thing to me that I feel like nobody, if people want to defend Kanye, they can use what he said as evidence that Taylor like heard it and then manipulated him into defending her. Or if you want to defend Taylor, you can be like, look, this guy lied. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't really get interesting until Kim gets in the mix. Yeah, so this is, to me... Kim and Kanye working together in the Kimmy, I'm sorry. Thank you. What they did from this point out, uh, from the famous video on, which is pretty much the next step in this process, is incredible. Yep. So the famous video drops, and then uh, less than a month later, you got Kim in Vogue, right? Vogue? GQ. Or GQ, saying she has video of Taylor uh, approving the song. And she describes, I mean, she said Rick Rubin is there. Yes. Like, she has details of Oh, she of it. plays it out. Ex- so, because oh, everything she said in that interview was in that yes. video. Like, it was nothing like. nothing was inaccurate. Isn't it? So, it's like hearing about a unicorn and someone describing it, and then, like, it's there. Yes. In the form of Rick Rubin. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and it's just like, the timing is amazing. So, after that. We get, um, well, of course, Taylor threatens about the video. Yeah. Legal action. She loves a lawsuit. <laughs> Has she sued people before? Oh, yeah. She's constantly really? suing people. I didn't she's, know that. She'll sue, like, random fans, essentially. She what? loves litigation. Like, huh. if somebody uses a part of her lyric or something like that, Holy she's shit. like, oh, I'm suing you. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, yeah, huh. she loves... Loves to sue. But then, oh yeah, I guess another thing to note is after the interview, or the GQ interview, Taylor's representative released probably one of the most condescending things I've ever this read. This was in life. the GQ article, by the way. This was? Yes. They like, put it in? Yes. GQ called her rep, and this is what her rep told them. Oh, wow. So basically, the most condescending part is Taylor is not holding anything against Kim Kardashian as she recognizes the pressure Kim must be under and that she is only repeating. What she has been told by Kanye West. Yeah, which for somebody who claims to be a feminist, right. that is so condescending to say that you're just regurgitating what your domineering husband is telling and you. And to not recognize that she is just a powerful woman exactly. who has built her brand all on her own. Exactly. Based off a just like sex Taylor. tape. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> and then, a- I mean... Wait, where was it that it gets good again? It does get good again. I forget though. Maybe too. is it the last sentence? Oh yeah, when she said when the rep says Taylor cannot understand why Kanye West and now Kim Kardashian will, will not, not leave just her leave her alone. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Somebody who's brought it back up several times between 2009 and 2015. Mm-hmm. Who brings it up in her Grammy acceptance speech? Hmm. The thing that I like, too, is that they say at one point, it was on that phone call that Kanye West also asked her to release the song on her Twitter account, which she declined to do, which 
is sort of like them trying to defend their earlier tweet or their earlier response that was saying like he only called to ask about uh, releasing it on Twitter. So now they're trying to bring it back around like, well, so we were right in saying that he did call to ask to release a song on Twitter. Remember that, but it's they're forgetting that there's all this other shit. So that proves that they've tried lying. Yeah. yeah, they're backtracking. They've changed their story several times now. Yep. Now there's they're in that statement they're getting into like he never she never told like was aware of the that mm-hmm. bitch reference, blah blah blah. Yep. It's it's a uh, they're off kilter, mm-hmm. which Kim and Kanye have been saying the same thing the entire time. Yeah. Right. Like what Kanye said in his tweet about like calling her talking and all of that. That holds up based on what Kim said. What Kim said holds up based on the video evidence. Like, it's everything it's is consistent. ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, kind of the last piece of this puzzle is keeping up the Kardashians, which I guess now is the time to do the keeping update. Okay. Because I assume that most Kanye fans do not watch Keeping Up the Kardashians and probably don't know what actually happened Agreed. on this episode. Okay. So it's probably worth covering like. Because it actually is beautiful. It's beautiful, guys. It is a straight-up, like, short film of, like... And it builds to the Snapchats. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Which, also, like, this is a TV show. Yes. So, they've edited this and had it ready for a while. At yes. least she a month or two. She sat on this. Exactly. Like, she knew she was going to release this video after this She's going to do it aired. on National Snake Day, yeah. National Emoji Day, or whatever. Yeah, so... First things first on Sunday, she tweets um, that she added a new Kimoji word bubble to yeah. her app, and it was savage. That's what she added. Okay? Brand it was awareness. World Emoji Day. Then later in the day, she tweeted, wait, it's legit National Snake Day? They have holidays for everybody. I mean everything these days. Oh, so good. So good. <laughs> then that episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashian Airs. Okay, which both Travis and I watched. Absolutely. Um, so most of the episode revolves around this whole feud and the famous video. They read it up like even in the most like, they're obviously just forcing it into every yes. conversation. Yeah, because um, Kim is like telling Chris about it. And is like, I need to warn you what this is like. And then Scott's like, what, so what's the deal with yeah, this Yeah, Scott has a very prepared yeah. question. <laughs> Um, and she's like, yeah, she totally knew about it. And she explains that Kanye records everything while he is recording an album. And she shows a clip of, like, what they're filming. Right. And you guys, it's you need to look it up because it's, it's the cutest Actually, clip. Actually, I should post it to our Kanye you because should. Every, Kanye fans everywhere would get such a kick yes, out of this. It's um, a clip of Kanye, a bunch of, like, producers and stuff, and Kim, Courtney, and Kylie, Kylie. in the studio. Yeah. And... Kanye is explaining the famous song and then plays it, and he is rocking out. He's like, just he's rapping dancing. it. There's no music. Yeah, there's no music. <laughs> he's just rapping it. Like, he's rocking out, just, like, doing his Kanye dance, yeah. which the entire time, the Kardashians <laughs> are literally just sitting there. Stone-faced. Stone-faced. <laughs> like, maybe a slight head bob. Like, you're witnessing history. History. <laughs> I also think it's history that the tail line is actually a little different in the yes. episode. He says... I feel like um, Taylor Swift might owe me sex. Might owe me sex. Yeah. Which is a little more explicit, but that is yes. essentially what he says in the song. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just a great, great clip. It's but, really good. Yeah, she just reiterates that Taylor changed her mind after she saw the reaction of the song, blah, right. blah, blah. 
Um, oh, also, side note, another part of this episode was behind the scenes of Kim shooting the MILF Money music video. Yeah. Fergie's. Good stuff. Yes. And Kanye goes and visits oh, her on the shoot. I thought this was so essential. Me too. I thought this was phenomenal because pretty much Kim looks insane. She does. She, She's wearing this blonde wig. This platinum blonde wig, but like her hair is done really weird. And she has heavy eye makeup and a red lip. And yeah. she's like, I look terrible. Yeah. And Kanye is like, yeah, you do. We need to say something. Yeah. And they changed the whole concept. And Kim was like, I'm so glad Kanye was there because I never would have had the balls to say that I don't like this. Because she was working with a yeah. very legendary stylist. This is really the beautiful part of, like, it's an actual... Like, you can actually see change. Like, you could see the arc changing there to where you see... Kim says, like, oh, my husband, like, stood up for me. He, like, told... He, like, told me, like, it was wrong and it was okay to stand up for myself. So then it plays into why she would release these videos. She's like, I need to defend my husband. Mm -hmm. Like, he is right in this scenario and it's not fair. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's beautiful. I know. Because there's another part where... Um, we learn, or Kim learns, that the SNL rant has been leaked. Right. And like we were saying earlier, she calls Kanye, he doesn't care, but she's like, I do care. And she's like, man, being your publicist is my full-time job, actually. <laughs> That's what she That's says. That's love, man. That is love. But she just reiterates again that, yeah, she, she feels like he gets so much flack unnecessarily. Yeah. Um, and that she wants to stand up for him, which I do understand. Absolutely. It makes perfect sense. Um... So then the end of the episode is Kim and Chris Jenner talking about the GQ interview. Mm. And Kim is spelling her in. And Chris is like, what would happen if you just called Taylor up and smoothed things over? And I actually thought it was interesting because right. look at the you business side. Yeah, too, because Chris was like, I really like Taylor. I like her team. I like her mom. And it is an interesting look mm -hmm. at like the back end of things. Sure. Because by doing what she did... They, they're really severing ties. Oh, yeah, There's that's not happening. no coming back from the this. The moms aren't talking. The moms aren't talking, guys. <laughs> like, um, And it could potentially, depending on Taylor's team, like disrupt future business opportunities. Yeah. Like, they are really taking a stand with this. Absolutely. So, yeah, she recommends just calling and smoothing her over, smoothing things over. And Kim goes, thanks for the advice, but I'm not going to take it. Episode done. <laughs> it ends. Ends. And, oh, then, and then before you know it, yeah. it's moved from TV to social media. Right. And now you can watch the story unfold on Kim's Snapchat. Because Snapchat. Kim tweeted partway into the episode, do you follow me on Snapchat? If not, you really should. Winky face emoji. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Holy shit. Holy this shit. is like... Like, this is what, um, I just think of, like, magazines when, like, you want stories to extend online. Yeah. Like, it really is, like, a new way of telling stories. Like, she did move from print to TV to social media. Like, she created this crazy story. Yeah. She story really did. Story A. <laughs> <laughs> and oh. it was phenomenal. It's so brilliant. And every single, there's, by the way, uh, a really 
Travis has already read it. Maybe you have too, Chris. This really phenomenal article on The Ringer mm. that analyzes every single clip that Kim posted and its significance and why she posted it. And it's so fucking good. Yeah. Because every clip is important and yes. essential and reveals something about Taylor. Because the article had a good idea. These videos are edited. Like, Kim Absolutely. can do, arrange those videos in any way mm-hmm. she wants. She can, she can make she, any story she wants out Taylor of Taylor doesn't section. have those clips. No. She can't do anything about it. Yep. It's amazing. Yep. And there, I mean, there is that loophole of she doesn't explicitly show Taylor saying that she approves that I made that bitch famous line. But the fact is the video is just edited so well that it doesn't matter. No. And you want to buy into the narrative is the thing. You want to buy into what this video is showing. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, maybe that's uh, what's more important here is not more important to the conversation, but more important for her was that she knows by releasing anything it's going to do the damage, but then releasing the edited version, it keeps people talking because if she were just to release like the full thing, you know, people have to sort through it. They have to do something, but she gets to release it on Snapchat. It gets her followers. She gets to release like these snippets, which make people have to like piece it together. Mm -hmm. And it's more active than passive in that situation. Yeah, and she knows that people today have short attention spans. Right. They want the highlights. She is there. You don't have to read into anything. She is showing you exactly what you need, and that's it. And the most brilliant part of all of it, as soon as it's done, she stops. She stops. Doesn't address anything. Doesn't follow up. Yep. She just lets the evidence tell the story. Tell the story. What? <laughs> she doesn't have to do anything. Doesn't tweet let anything. Let Taylor scramble. Let her backtrack. Kanye doesn't say anything. It's beautiful. Yep. It's a great moment for a Kanye West fan. <laughs> oh, it was so vindicating. I just like it. I mean, I feel kind of bad for glowing in the wake of like someone else's destruction, but like it really was amazing. Like I go on our Kanye, and there's so much Kim love to where like when I think of a Kanye fan, I feel like they couldn't give a shit exactly. about Kim. Like most of them hate Kim, but like everyone was like, "Look what Kim did for him!" Mm-hmm. Like fuck yeah. Yeah. Like everyone, and you slowly see like Piers Morgan turned on Taylor. You have all these people kind of like, ah, like, and you have all these other people saying like, I, we've been saying this about her for years. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just like this weird, like coming together of people who support Kanye and like believe in what he says. And Also, I would argue that it's okay to be glowing about this because at the end of the day, Taylor is going to be fine. Her True. career will recover <laughs> This is going to be like a blip on the radar for her. Yeah, for sure. She'll be A-okay. So that's why I, she is kind of indestructible in a sense. Mm -hmm. So that's why I think it is so great to see. So it's just a dent. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so many people have tried. Mm -hmm. Nicki Minaj has tried. Katy Perry has tried. Calvin Harris. No one has been able to touch her. And it's just so great. Kim Kardashian. Who would have thought? Destroyed her. (laughs) At her own game. KO. Fatality. Flawless victory. Yup. (laughs) It's a, uh, it's really fascinating seeing the response too because, I don't know you'd maybe hope that Taylor would do something a little more measured, like you've seen a bunch of chaos sort of. Yeah, it was reactionary. It was. Yeah. She posted something that night. She yeah. didn't even wait a day or anything. And it was like really dumb kind it was of so character assassination. So dumb. It was oh, so dumb. I'm so glad that's, that's become a meme. Me too. <laughs> it's so good. It's, Somebody did one with uh, like the Death Star talking about like <laughs> Oh my god. Why are people calling me the Death Star? I never agreed to be called <laughs> like 
Um, okay. And then, so yeah, all that. Do we have anything else to say about that in general? About that I, night? Yeah. I, I mean, the internet fucking exploded. Twitter. Anna okay. texted me about it, and I was watching it live, and me it was too. it was like kind of it was so intense. It felt like you were really yeah. part of a moment. Yeah, it was moment. like out of a body moment. Yeah, yeah. it was. Uh, it was just so like the cool thing about Snapchat too is that it's instantaneous. Like it was cool to feel yeah. like Kim is literally yeah, literally uploading doing it right this now. right now, and then <laughs> I watch it immediately. Yes. Yes. It's like I'm having this interaction with Kim. So happy. So happy. <laughs> um. I do have to say, Chloe's tweets were almost ruined it. Yeah, that's bad. Oh, in response to... Uh, Chloe Grace Moretz. Yeah. yeah. Those were so poor that, taste. That took poor a lot taste. of wind out of the sails. Yeah, it did. Everyone was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And Selena... But also, just when Selena Gomez got in the mix, and then everyone jumped on her, mm-hmm. when Selena was like, right. there are more important things to talk about. And everyone was like, okay, then why don't you ever talk about anything that's Yeah, Kim's important. talking about Black Lives Matter, yeah, and you're not. you're not. That so, was yeah. amazing, too. Did you have anything else, Chris, before we move on to collateral damage? <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think. I Nothing's jumping out of my mind. I mean, there's a lot of stuff swirling around about what happened, but nothing necessarily fact-wise in terms of what happened, just sort of my response to everything and what I think going forward. So I think we can move into collateral yeah. <laughs> so a lot of cloud damage has happened from this. Yeah. Uh, we mentioned Selena Gomez and Chloe. Um, I don't know about this one. Oh, maybe we should clarify because I don't know how many people have stayed on with uh, the fallout from this, but Chloe Grace Moretz had tweeted something oh, right. along the lines of Selena Gomez about like talking about better things, like taking your head out of the ground or something, and. Chloe Kardashian tweeted back like uh, something about implying that taking your head out of an asshole. So she showed a picture of Chloe Grace Moretz in a red bikini next to a picture of a girl in a red bikini who you can't see her face, but her bikini is pulled to the side and you can see her asshole. So it's almost implying that Chloe Grace Moretz, not almost implying, it is implying that she needs to get her head out of her ass. Right. Mm-hmm. And trying to like Im- show that this Chloe Grace Moretz in a red bikini might be the same girl that is in this red bikini, but it's not her. Um, so that's why people are just like, Jesus Christ, like that's going a little too far. You, yeah. You not just to showed mention a picture the fact a- that uh, Chloe wasn't involved in this at all. Yeah. Why is she doing this? Yeah, she just needs to. Her thing is like out. I have to defend my family, mm-hmm. but like. Yeah, but you, they can. They, they can, need no help. Kim has no. Yeah. no, no. She's handling it. Quite she's well. handling it. <laughs> yeah, which I'm wondering what that conversation was in the week of the, or in the wake of that. Just yeah. like, yo, Chloe, stop. I do think that Chloe Grace Moretz had a good response to it. She was just like, "That's not me," and okay, <laughs> like yeah. Mm. Not going back off on the flip side of it, but yeah, that was a uh, that was pretty intense. Yeah. yeah. Um, who's Abigail? Okay, Abigail is Taylor's best friend from oh, childhood. Yeah. Fuck best, her. Best friend, uh-huh. and she tweeted a few things which are infuriating. Oh. I will read them now. Oh wow, you came prepared. I came prepared. <laughs> I pray. God helps your daughter understand that despite how many times she'll hear daddy reference all women as bitches, she isn't one. 
I pray she understands her father actually is faithful to her mother, despite all the adulterous comments she will hear her father making. I pray that she will understand adultery and bitches are just daddy's form of art, and not to worry because not every man thinks like him. Lastly, I pray for forgiveness. May God forgive you and your wife for doing to others the very things you pray are never done to your daughter. I'm gonna barf. Barfing all over. <laughs> and that's her like best yeah. friend. Mm -hmm. So condescending. It's, I mean, at least she says that Kanye is faithful. There's that, yeah. rather than implying True. that Kanye's not faithful. But, like, that's such a... We've seen both Taylor's PR team te take a cheap shot at, like, Kim's uh, feminism or whatever, like, Kim's credibility as an individual by saying that she uh, was only responding to what she's heard from Kanye and repeating what she's heard, mm -hmm. which already we covered that that's a bitch move. Um, but now she's trying to imply that, like pity Kanye's daughter because like Kanye's this horrible person like god damn and the line that really bothers me um despite all the adulterous comments you'll hear her father making it's just adultery and bitches are just daddy's form of art like does that mean that Stephen King somebody needs to pray for his kids because <laughs> his form of art was like horror and terror and <laughs> silence yeah right so do we need to condemn all the greatest artists of yeah. all time like yeah so anybody that deals with like art that's not just happy-go-lucky but that gets at darker things we need to pray for those children that they understand that their parents are artists like what the fuck kind of comment is that like does that mean that we have to pray for somebody that has like a blue-collar parents that they need to know that they can do more than blue-collar things like what the fuck it's just such a yeah. weird argument to make mm -hmm. like, yeah it's pretty crazy mm -hmm. it's though it's not the worst thing we heard because the worst thing we heard came from the director of the wildest dreams music video taylor that taylor was Swift the song. wrong image Wait, I don't, oh, I don't know about this at all. He tweeted, this isn't the first time that the Kardashians have uh, turned their backs against an innocent white woman. Yes. Referencing O.J. Simpson and Nicole Brown Simpson. Yes. Which is so disgusting yes. to compare this situation to the brutal murder of a domestic <laughs> violence victim. Yes. I find that so appalling. Comparing it to somebody who just got caught lying. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Over it's, something dumb. Yeah. Over something dumb. <laughs> it's like, it's not the situation that like Taylor called out Kim and Kanye and like dropped the video and they were like, yo, this is the first time that like Kim and Kanye lie or like Kardashians lie, blah, blah, blah. And that Kim and Kanye were in the wrong. And there's sort of that, uh, how do you say that German word? Schnauderfeud or Schreidenfeud? Oh, yeah. or Schadenfreude. Schadenfreude. <laughs> there you go. Um, where you're taking like joy in the fact that other people are feeling like yeah. miserable. Like right. Kim and Kanye won and Taylor lost and people are trying to defend Taylor by going to like the lowest depths possible. Like it's it's really disgusting to see people try and pull out all of these things. Yeah. And also like no one asked you. No <laughs> one asked your opinion. Absolutely no. not. Unnecessary. And that's the thing that makes it so hypocritical is that none of these people, at least Maybe they are speaking up in other situations. Like maybe Selena Gomez calls out other things all the time, or maybe Chloe Grace Moretz has in the past as well. It's just, it's ridiculous that now that somebody that they're close to is involved in something, they're getting high and mighty. 
like shut the fuck up or make this part of who you are all the time like, yeah mm-hmm. it's also the stupidest complaint in the world like why are people talking about this you could say that about uh, literally, literally anything. anything i'm not interested in this so fuck everybody talking about it like okay also sorry it's insinuating that if we talk about this that we can't also at the right. same time care about black lives matter about all the other Absolutely. atrocious things going on in the world I can pay attention to this and still yeah. voice my displeasure about other <laughs> things and still be passionate about that. Absolutely. I have a th- so con- irrelevant. I have a Kanye podcast. Am I supposed to not talk about exactly. it? Exactly. <laughs> well, I feel like all of this gets back into fucking the famous video. Like Kanye was talking about right. celebrity yeah. and totally. the obsession with celebrity and how vicarious we are and voyeuristic we are with celebrities. And, I mean, us doing, like, an hour and a half conversation about just this drama <laughs> sorry, guys. proves so that video correct. And all these people responding to it, the fact that Selena Gomez felt that she had to comment on this celebrity feud on a public p- platform, not just, like, to her friends, not calling Kanye, like, not in the private realm, but in the public realm, proves Kanye's video true. Right. She was trying to use her cult of personality to have a political agenda. And mm-hmm. she wouldn't be able to do that if we weren't all fucking obsessed with famous people. Right. Uh, Kanye wins again. Yep. Yep. Okay. Do we want to get into... Do you want to get into any of this? Mm, I do. I would like to read uh, what a Taylor Swift source told people. Oh. Um, so they wrote an article, obviously, about this People magazine did. And a source, a.k.a. like either Taylor's publicist or one of her friends said the following comment to People Magazine. And I just find the wording so atrocious. (laughs) Since 2009, when Kanye West stormed the stage and ripped the microphone out of Taylor's hands, he has been trying to rewrite history, one that includes President Obama calling him a jackass because of his actions. Note that she's, this person is bringing Obama into yeah, it. Yeah, why? Like, he, it, the president condemned him. <laughs> For seven years, Kanye has continued to attack Taylor, attempting to incite hatred. I find that word choice just also so stupid in light of everything right. that's going on in the world. Yes. That incite hatred, those are strong yeah. words. right. Okay, attempting to incite hatred for her at his live shows and on social media, even going so far as portraying her naked in his most recent music video. His obsession with and harassment of Taylor over the last seven years is unhealthy, (laughs) and if he were not a celebrity, he would be considered a stalker. And we've, as we've proved this whole time, Kanye hasn't really talked about her in seven years, and Taylor is the one that keeps bringing it back up. Yeah. So she's a stalker. Just <laughs> and she should be arrested. Yes. <laughs> no one is a stalker here. Yeah. I just... And I this went, seems... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, when I read that, I said, that's the strategy you're going with. Right. That's how you're going to deal with that. I truly think she should just let it go. Right. Lay low for a while. Be your publicist for a second. Yeah, I'm being your publicist for a second. <laughs> um, not sue. No. At all. I think she should lay low, kind of disappear... Um, make people miss her a little bit because she, what's interesting is in the video she's a, she said I'm on the brink of overexposure mm-hmm. so she's aware of this yeah. and this is before she started parading her new relationship everywhere yeah. in front of the whole world Right. so she knows that she should really take her own advice 
and pull back a little bit so that we don't that inevitable backlash doesn't get started again which yeah. it did yeah so she really fucked up <laughs> she don't fuck up she don't fuck up it's like um i i love the fact that it's a self-fulfilling prophecy right mm-hmm. like she's doesn't want to she doesn't want to get overexposed and then she overexposes herself like yeah and i think what's hard is like she loves to win and i don't know if she'll be able to resist suing right but the thing is is that kim loves attention and this will be a storyline on keeping up with the kardashians so it's also ironic that if she does sue she'll be continuing the narrative yeah because kim will fucking love it yeah and she'll use it for her show yeah so and i think what she has such a hard time with is that Taylor is used to controlling the narrative, controlling the media, controlling her brand, which is fine. I think that's, sure. that's cool great. when people can play the game like that. But now this is one time where she's not able to do that, where someone did something to her, and she cannot handle it. She Good cannot stuff. at all. I know. It's pretty incredible. <laughs> and no, I just this- want to point out that everyone is also fake. Everyone, all celebrities are fake. There is an image that they want to portray to people. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? It's just like, you're just not good at it, Taylor. Because you're, people aren't supposed to think you're fake. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. If she were good at it, people would be like, she's so genuine, blah, blah, blah. Right. But no, you suck at it right now. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you could compare uh, what Taylor's done to Jennifer Lawrence because a lot of people... Uh, gave the same criticisms of Jennifer Lawrence because she became sort of a a darling at one point mm-hmm. between what 2012 and 2015, but then immediately there started being people saying that everything she did was sort of staged or planned. That this sort of off the cuff nature of Jennifer Lawrence was just another act, and she was trying to play that character, and then that kind of died down a little bit. And I wonder. Is the same thing, is she doing the same thing Taylor is? Or is Taylor, and Jennifer Lawrence is much better at it? Or is Jennifer Lawrence actually the person that Taylor Swift wishes she was? Because Jennifer Lawrence, like, laid low? No, I think because she comes across as so just down to earth, and charming, and like Chris said, a darling. I think it's a combo i think there's an aspect of her personality that's like that but i think she's also just really fucking good at giving people what they want jennifer mm-hmm. lawrence is right and also interesting you mentioned that because my theory is that like jennifer lawrence taylor is going to release an essay on lena dunham's lenny letter mm-hmm. like jennifer lawrence did right about this whole situation mm. i would not she's, be surprised she's gearing up for like some sort of um Maybe not oh, soon, confessional. but I think in a few months. You think we'll about see Lena something. Dunham, how does she really defend Taylor in this case? Mm-hmm. I mean, she probably will, but like, it's just mm-hmm. insane. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's it's going to be weird for her to, I don't know, I'm interested in hearing what people will try to say and how much they'll try to say to defend Taylor because it just seems like such a strange thing to do to keep 
shoving your opinions into this situation rather than just letting it play out and seeing what happens. Like, why do these friends have to come out in such a public way trying to defend Taylor in this situation? Mm -hmm. Unless there's more to it that we really don't know, and Kim and Kanye have, like, controlled this narrative in a way that is unfair to Taylor, which I don't think is the case at all, but just trying to figure out a a reason why these people would do this in good conscience. Mm-hmm. Because other than that, it just seems like you know you're wrong, but yet you're saying this kind of thing anyway. Yeah. I just mm. think they're stupid. Well, <laughs> that People article, like, it seemed like such a contrived thing to me because that quote doesn't seem like a... I mean, that seems like somebody from her PR team just releasing something that they want to get a little edgier and not have it come from Taylor's camp. Yep, Mm -hmm. that's exactly what they do. Whenever you read source in something like that, it's most likely someone from their team. Yeah. But then they also had one from Kanye's Mm -hmm. team, which that seemed so made up to me. But maybe it's the same thing, and they're just playing hardball, like getting both sides to do it. But it was such a weird article. Like, I couldn't believe that it was not uh fake like fake yeah in some way it i mean it was definitely real you could so the kanye quote or the person from their source was like had people like clearly told them what this taylor source said because the kanye one was like funny that she should say that that's literally like what the first (laughs) sentence was and yeah it i mean it's stupid this is is all stupid at the end of the day but it's just like so juicy and i mean it's just (laughs) fun to talk about you know what i mean but you're completely right it these quotes just don't sound like how people talk Mm -hmm. (laughs) at all no no um i will say the the ringer article was really good which was actually my favorite thing that i've read on the ringer so far i'm a big bill simmons fan i've been really disappointed who isn't in that content but uh, Cosmo had two really good articles on everything, which was Taylor Swift has to stop playing the victim, mm-hmm. and then the racism behind the oh great stop saying there are more important things to worry about than the Kim exposed Taylor party, um, and it gets into the racism behind the Taylor Kanye feud. Wow, that's awesome! I didn't know that. Yeah, and both of these articles are like surprising to the point where you're like wait Cosmo let people write this and put it on their website Mm -hmm. like where's the five tips that she's like (laughs) what I would say too about Taylor's stopping to play the victim is that this is actually how she could really turn this to her advantage if she stopped playing the victim um, which I'm not sure if she's going to do it would actually be freeing because by staying in this victim box i think she's limiting herself Mm -hmm. and who she actually is and limiting her art in a sense because most interesting art comes from like unique flawed people who can tell an interesting story and by sticking in this very specific narrative i think she's really limiting herself yeah right and is she still gonna be doing this 10 years from now that doesn't make sense people are getting sick of it Mm -hmm. yeah like what's her album content going to be when she's (laughs) 29 when she's 34 right. when she's is she still going to be ta- like writing these like goofy love songs like you know we met in new york and we're at a bar i tried to pay but he told me no like <laughs> that's a really good story hey i would i would buy that song is that the kind of thing she's gonna write like i just hmm. 
Eh. Eh. Is there mm. more to go over? Mm. You look through your notes, your extensive mm. notes. My extensive notes. <laughs> like no joke. Yeah, this um, is really embarrassing. I do think it's worth worth mentioning that there's still probably uh, conspiracy theory going on that there are probably a group of people, and it's still not, I'd say like 1% of myself still thinks <laughs> that like six months from now, like Kanye, Kim, and Taylor are going to all show up at the very beginning of a Keeping Up with the Kardashians, and they'll be like, so should we tell everybody now? And they'd be like, surprise! Like, this was all, like, an elaborate... Kim would not do that. No, and if it was planned, I feel like they would never just do that. They would just relish in all the, you know, attention that's given. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I guess the major point is that it's more... Right. How much of this is still part of a plan in terms of, like, them all working together to do something that's juicy... Um, confrontational gets them all sort of. Yeah, I I think, I think that's so. not true because I hear Kanye's like reaction and keeping up and how he's just like Kim's telling him situation. He's like, okay, yeah. Like I can't imagine Kanye acting. No, I agree. I don't think he hears about any of this. No. Okay. Um, <laughs> how much do you guys think that Taylor is aware of and understands like the racial implications in this huge view? None. None. Zero. Me too. Absolutely zero. Yeah, her I, privilege can be quite. Has unchecked. she ever spoken on race ever? She'll speak on feminism. Right. I think she. No, she hasn't. No, she doesn't care. Well, does it this play well, she into? Might she might care, but I, I, my guess is that she's probably like, this isn't for me to speak on. Absolutely. When in fact, everyone needs allies to speak Absolutely. on it. Yeah, I, I think she's probably aware that there's a perception about it, and that people talk about it and have talked about it, and that that's part of the subtext of what's going on. But does that mean that she cares to address it or deal with it or no. do anything with oh, it? That's like, I don't... so fucked if that's the case because why would you want to keep playing into yeah, those implications absolutely. and stuff? I think that's so messed Especially up. Especially when you're, li- like, you're lying. You're, you're lying. You're actively hating <laughs> it. <laughs> okay, so you know what we haven't discussed really is like why she lied in right. the first place. Why do it? Why I do it? I think it could have been the extreme reaction to the song. Although she had to have expected that. Yeah, she knew that it was provocative. Obviously. She did say that in the in She the said call. that. Yeah. But why wouldn't she say, ooh, this wasn't, like what we were saying before, this wasn't what I was expecting. Yes. Um, I don't like this song. Why but would why she... lie? Why lie? It makes no sense. Well, so I think the simplest response would be that she's not lying. Kanye didn't ask permission to say that bitch... And she heard that bitch and got upset. That could be the simplest way of sussing it out. Mm. But I don't think that that's the case. Because something that we didn't talk about, but in the actual video, we don't hear Kim say that. But Taylor does get into the idea of Kanye making her famous. Mm -hmm. Yes. Which uh, the Ringer article got into as well. And a bunch of other articles have, which made me happy, was that how, why would Taylor be talking about uh, Kanye making her famous yes. if she didn't exactly. hear the line? Or didn't understand the message exactly. of the line. Yeah. Right. So either that means that Kanye didn't have that bitch in the earliest version of the song and only added it after the call. But in the leaks of the song that were heard, I don't know if it was before the call, if it was the end of 2015, or if it was right before the album dropped. Um, 
but the line um, I made that bitch famous was in there. So at least from the earliest leaks, it wasn't in there. It's not like there was a version of the song that people heard that didn't have that line. So I would say that Taylor probably knew it was there. Oh, actually, you said that Kanye was rapping to the Kardashians, mm-hmm. the song. Does he say, I made that bitch famous? Yeah. yeah. Yep. But we so, don't know when that video occurred, I guess. We don't know okay. the timeline of those true, two videos. True, 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 true. But I would imagine all in the same, like, yeah. Like month? Like all oh, it's all happening. Like yep. Yeah, so I my guess is he had the line in there, she heard it, and now she's choosing to respond this way. Why lie? So throwing away sort of the the other arguments about she isn't lying or she didn't hear it, she probably had to have heard it. So You think she heard the bitch line? I think she heard the bitch line. I don't think I there's don't any think way so. that you don't think so? I don't think there's any way that Kanye just says, I think me and Taylor might still have sex, and doesn't tell her the rest of the lines for the song. I agree. Like, why, why well, else would she be talking about fame? The reason fame? I can't believe that's true is because she is lashing on to the argument. And she said this before the video dropped, that she didn't hear the bitch line. That was what her and her team were lashing on to. So she would have to hope Kim wouldn't release that particular part of the video. Like, mm. why wouldn't Kim just release oh, that and, so like, show... Oh, you think her view is, like, I'm not lying based on a technicality? Like, I think, she, yes, and I think she knows, like, okay, I've been taped. I know everything he said to me. What can I do? That's a good point. So, like, she actually does have a solid out. She's not lying in this case. Mm-hmm. She can so lie. I... But it's really ample. Of course. Yeah, it's yeah, it's complete reach and bullshit, yeah. but, like, it is solid. Mm-hmm. So I wonder why then she was talking about the idea of Kanye making her famous. If Kanye just said that first line and it was like, so the song is getting into, you know, fame and the kind of relationship we had and how I at the time thought I made you famous. And then we get Taylor discussing that or what was said to get her to start. I think the line implies that though, Taylor might owe me sex. He's saying like, she owes me because of what I did. I put her on the map. He gives her two lines. It was the, I might, she might owe me sex, and then I think Taylor and I might still have sex. Right. So he was giving her both options. So I guess. The owe me sex, I think, would give it away. Mm-hmm. Like So she, owe me sex, she probably asked why it would be owe me sex, and he was saying, well, you know, at the time, I thought I made you famous, and blah, blah, blah. Either that or she just gets it. I don't know. Right. I feel like that would be a hard thing to. I guess maybe not for maybe. them in their I history. I just I wouldn't hear that for the first time and immediately drop like jump to using like, well, you did make me famous. Mm-hmm. It is also an hour long conversation according to Kanye, and Kim had to edit it down, so that could have been mm-hmm. a conversation to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, true. and something that she couldn't capture in like the ten seconds needed for Snapchat. True. Yes. I, as an insane person, would love to see the hour-long conversation. <laughs> in oh, full. I would sit down with a bowl, a bucket of popcorn, and watch that. Absolutely. <laughs> I wonder what they could talk about for an hour in regards to just right. those two lines. I guess they That's could have what, just gotten into other stuff and that wasn't necessary for the video. Yeah. I mean, they were. she was getting into like the artistic process yes. and talking about how you need to express how you experienced yeah, it. right. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Which was really interesting. And I mean, she said, wow, I would never expect you to run a line past me. Yeah. And now is not saying that at all. 
Yes. <laughs> uh, mm. There was something else in there, but I'm blanking on what it was. It was something that she was saying about their history or relationship. Oh, she had said, uh, you know, she had sold 7 million albums and did that before him, but he didn't know that at the time. Mm-hmm. Like, there was this weird... It was like, bragging. It was a humble brag. Humble brag. Yeah, it was almost like a putting him in his place a little bit yep. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I found that to be the most narcissistic part of the whole thing. When she said that, I was like, you couldn't resist getting that little factoid about yourself in there, yeah, could right. you? Like, you just couldn't resist being like, by the way, <laughs> she... Something else. Something Unless else. Unless that's like a, a joke that they've shared in the past where True. Kanye was like, True. I didn't know you had, like, you outsold me. You, like, had more <laughs> albums sold than me at that time. Like, I was so dumb. So then she's bringing it up there as kind of like, remember, we've talked about this in the past. <laughs> it is so weird to see her in that state. Like, I don't feel like you ever see Taylor talking like that. Her voice was different. Yeah. Her demeanor was different. Yeah, you're right. It was, and she seemed cool. Yeah, she totally. She seemed chill, self-aware. Yeah. Totally. Hmm. I know. We've talked about this for an hour and a half, and there's still... Still so many it's questions. so many questions. I know. We'll probably never get the answer. <laughs> but remember when... I think it was during my story, we were like, man, we'd kill to see that video. And we were like, we'll never see it. Yeah. They'll never see the light no, of I didn't day. think we ever would. Me neither. Look at us now. Christmas game early. Oh! Right? So if she does sue, she has to sue... Kim or is Kanye still the probably both of them focus of the lawsuit yeah both of them but I also think that Kim for sure ran this past lawyers and had it vetted and found some sort of loophole uh so that she couldn't be absolutely because she's smart and she protects her money or the sort of the badass thing would be she didn't fucking care about how much money it was (laughs) like because how much money would it be like and 10 million, 20 million. And how much is she going to make by just remaining in the spotlight yeah. and keeping it going? Exactly. Yeah. I, I guess the worst thing would be like if she got four months in jail or something and you're like, <laughs> that, would that would be bizarre. Episodes happen. from prison. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I also read that there's some sort of loophole. So California like is a two party state, but that if somebody is on speakerphone, and, which indicates huh. that's not a private call, then right. you can't. Sue. And it's not a private call. Maybe that's why they make such a point of showing Rick Rubin. Right. And why like right. Kim mentions Rick Rubin. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, that would be smart. That'd be baller as fuck. What uh it was actually the day after the tapes dropped or the Snapchats dropped, I was watching American Dad and they got into a conversation about two party Oh yeah. Um phone call laws. And why somebody would be free of not uh, breaking the law mm-hmm. in terms of what you were saying, like the expectancy of privacy. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you're on speakerphone, there's no expectation of privacy. Mm-hmm. Or if you're backstage at Saturday Night Live, there's no expectation of privacy. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, as opposed to if Kanye was like calling her and like, Taylor, it's just me and you on the phone. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I, need to, I need to ask you something. And there's an expectation of privacy there, or a closed-door meeting. Right, and I read that they didn't obviously show this, but that Rick Rubin does talk at one point in the conversation mm. and pipes up. Which is funny, given yeah. how he looked in that music Yeah, video. he could not I mean, give not a music. shit. Yeah, he was just, couldn't care less. So Rick Rubin. 
<laughs> Old weird beard. Oh, I love him so much. He's the best. And so it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see what comes of this and where Taylor tries to go after this. Like, does she fri- find this uh, empowering in a way and uses it to change her image? Does she continue on with the same stuff? And this is the beginning of like a a post VMA Kanye Taylor slide where she just does take your advice on and go off and uh, hide for a little bit. Or does she just snowball and have a bunch of losses in a row before she has to like take a step back and step out of the spotlight for a little bit? Cause I do think you're right. Like the thing that she has to do is either step away and have people miss her and then do what Kanye did and come back with like my beautiful dark mm-hmm. twist and fantasy <laughs> or uh, she just needs to own it and overexpose to the max and just be like, yeah, you know what? Fuck it, I lied. Or, <laughs> like, something. like At least explain you know, it, I'm, like, yeah. try to create empathy, like, right. at, in the wake of it, like, I was confused, like, I didn't know what to do, like, anything. Yep. Actually, I would just want her to be like, yo, I'm, I'm done with this, I'm sick of this, I'm tired of this, like, fine, this happened, don't like me if you don't want to like me, continue right. to like me, yep. like... I'm still all about my fans. I don't need to deal with whatever Kim and Kanye are doing. Like, the door's shut. Let's move on to new things. And just goes. I'd be like, okay, perfect. Perfect. And then actually not feed into it yes. anymore. Yeah, because I agree. I don't think she can do this for another seven years. Mm-mm. Like, this cannot be a 14-year feud. No. No, and if she comes out with a fucking song about it, like, <laughs> oh. I'm going to lose my fucking mind. She probably will. Uh, I feel like it would end up being like the most condescending thing yeah. of all time. Yeah. Mm. All right. I think we did it. We really did it. That's God did it to the max. <laughs> that's it. And for the record, Kanye hasn't responded since. Uh, Kim hasn't followed up with anything. Oh, I nope. thought you meant he hasn't responded to our emails. <laughs> oh. That's also uh, true. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know. Jay's been texting me nonstop. Oh, God. He wants my opinion on this whole matter, and I'm just like, Jay, like, I'm saving it for the podcast. Just hold on. (laughs) See, that's so weird, because he wasn't sending anything to me. Like, the conversation I had with him Mm -hmm. was he texted me, what's a five-letter word for octopus, or, like, like an octopus? (laughs) And I was like, is this some sort of snake joke? Like, what's going on? And I said, squid. And he was like, okay. And he goes, what's a three-letter word for, um, like, uh, <laughs> New York City? Well. And I was like, uh, NYC, Jay, don't you know this? And he kept asking, like, numbers and letters. So I'm trying to, like, picture something. Like, is there some sort of code going on? Mm-hmm. And at the end, like, 30 fucking texts, he just sends me a picture of a crossword puzzle he was doing. I'm like, that was it. There were no hidden messages. <laughs> I guess he was just doing a crossword puzzle wow a crossword yeah. puzzles are hard they really are especially with uh I need a questions lot of help. like that yeah. yeah i don't i don't think i've ever finished a crossword puzzle it's not like a school like vocabulary word crossword <laughs> puzzle i i did those but like uh a wednesday new york times crossword puzzle or just like oh no way the newspaper crossword like never i'm just like i don't know what another word for wrench is i just <laughs> the I latin don't. word for wrench yeah, yeah right yeah i'm okay <laughs> i guess we're done here <laughs> yeah well thanks for coming on again anna 
My pleasure. We've been talking about this a lot. This was we in really the making. Have. Oh man. It's been a shitstorm of uh, office hot goss. Hot goss. <laughs> the best kind. Good. Well, hopefully uh, there's not another drop. I guess my biggest fear is that uh, Taylor does come back like hard with something in the video. Like, I don't feel like the full video is going to be bad because I don't think Kim would tease that or get this on the defensive unless she knew that she was like that sort was of bulletproof proof. in the yeah, situation. Yeah. But I guess my biggest fear is that like we're all high and mighty now in terms of like what's going on with Taylor and something's going to like come back with the counter punch and I'll be like Yeah. No. Then nope. we'd have to own up. Yep. We would have to eat crow. Or yeah. we lie. <laughs> or we lie. You know what? Lie. We lie. lie. We deny. I choose lie. I choose lie. <laughs> This episode never happened. We never recorded yep. that. We can delete it. Ooh, we certainly could. <laughs> no, even better, we leave it up, but then deny that it ever happened. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I still just don't think Kim would do that if she knew that Taylor had something on them. Yeah. No way. There's no way. She would just call and smooth it over because then she would have something to lose, too. Yeah, true. I, I feel like she would have mediated in that situation. Exactly. And she'd be like, you know, Kanye talked with her and he thought he got kind of the approval for this and taylor like thought she was agreeing to this i understand like you know these two have had problems in the past in terms of everything but you know everything's cool between them now blah blah blah. or just have like a secret meeting and that's exactly. it because that's what she did with amber and right. you know amber has so much dirt on yeah, kanye absolutely that, and she would spell it i mean she's proven that the butthole play yeah exactly <laughs> So Kim called her up and they had a secret meeting. Yeah, you're because right. Because they had something to lose. Yeah, she knows what she's doing. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. It's yep. Beautiful well, to watch. What uh, what are we covering on Monday? It's or Tuesday. It's not uh, going to be. Uh, no, we would. We plan on doing Power. Not Runaway Power. Um, but we're going to do the Gucci Mane song, which I believe is called Pussy Print. Yeah, that's correct. That is correct. That'll be uh two episodes in a row. That's gonna have a debate. Yeah, because I, whatever. <laughs> oh, we'll save it. it. We'll save it. Save yeah. it from the pod. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for <laughs> making it this far. Jesus Christ. I feel like I should be apologizing to Anna like more than anyone. God, no. <laughs> no she's the everywhere. last person. <laughs> Love this. Yeah. This is, this is comprehensive. This is all you'll ever need to know about the feud. So Correct. Yeah, the only thing we're missing is like direct quotes from sources. <laughs> We named a couple. Yeah, we named a bunch. Well, our sources. We oh, need to get sources. That's true. You're we right. should go out in the field. Yeah. Okay, we'll do All it right. next time. All right. You go to New York City. I'll go to Calabasas. I'm going to Nashville. Okay. You go to Nashville. Right. Taylor's hometown. Right. We'll reconvene, figure out what we learned. Okay, sounds good. All right. Bye. Bye. Adios. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. 
Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.